these GPT tools are going to change the game. It changes the way that we administer Salesforce and it's gonna change the way that end users use Salesforce. And every company is gonna want it in some way or another. There are so many use cases for automating things um, or speeding things up inside of every uh, company's orgs using GPT tools. If you have a, spe a, a, a GPT specialist title or some similar background or capability, companies are gonna compensate you for that. And you're gonna want to be on the front end of um, the ability to implement that inside of a Salesforce org. Salesforce has a lot of capabilities with AIs and Einstein and so many things. I feel like in many cases, companies, humans are not ready to accept the AI. Um, maybe ChatGPT kind of pushed it over the ledge a little bit where it became more accepted, but it's, it's still not there in the enterprise. And I'm kind of like waiting and watching to see what, what that's going to bring. An AI system, you know, it's not an algorithm, right? It's a, it's a model that's been trained on data that will give you correct answers with some probability or good answers with some probability. And a lot of the time won't, right? So again, you know, that's, those are the key issues. If you also look at, you know, what Salesforce are including in, the, in their Einstein GBT trust layer, right? Um, you can see that, you know, that there are problems around data retrieval, right? How do I trust this AI with my data? Um, how do I uh, secure data masking so that I can have days of data privacy? How do I uh, detect when it, you know, goes off the wall and gives me an answer that's completely inappropriate? Um, those are the kinds of challenges that come in because you're dealing with a probabilistic rather than a deterministic system. I see GPT as just life-changing in general. I've seen professionals use it for preparing for interviews. So using GPT and on how to prompt it to get it into a mode where you're actually, it's actually operating as an interviewer for a specific position that you might want working for a certain company. And these professionals are talking with GPT, sometimes even using voice to text so that you can get that vocal as well um, and practice interviewing with this, you know, 24 seven fake assistant. They're doing things like updating LinkedIn with you know information and keywords that are geared towards positions they're looking for. They're doing things like um, updating very quickly, updating uh, resumes and cover letters inside of Salesforce. They're solutioning with it. So they're brainstorming solutions. They're creating training documents for solutions that they already have. They are um, solutioning for really cool things. Like we train on this kind of stuff, like uh, uh, validation rules, formulas, which can kind of get complex at times. Yeah, I mean, I would definitely say find niche, find a specialization. I feel like that's a big factor of my success up to now. And uh, I mean, l let's take the CTA community as an example. So I don't know what the official number is, but I heard something like 400 CTAs globally. Among those 400 CTAs, I'm guessing 100% of them could, you know, have extensive sales and service cloud experience and could easily do any sales or service cloud implementation. It, then look at that pool and see how many people have worked on comms cloud for one or two projects. It probably then narrows down to maybe one, two, maybe three people. So we're already differentiating ourselves from, you know, maybe a million people in the Salesforce ecosystem to 200, then down to one or two. Um, I feel like that that's the key power. Then it, it seriously differentiates you where you're not just a pool of 100 different people they can select from. You're really, you know, the expert or one of five people that is the expert in your area. I push new learners to really focus on the platform basics before jumping off into different paths, right? Master security, learn the object model really well. Um, 
be able to talk through, you know, master detail, lookups, pros and cons, be able to talk through, you know, sharing, sharing settings and profiles, permission sets, all those things. Like it's boring, but if you kind of focus on those core features and you focus on the platform, I think it's going to serve you well. The, the only thing I would like to say to the people is don't stop. Just keep keep getting better at every step. When I presented, I was like, can I even present? I, I don't think I can. But then uh, a little bit of courage and a little bit of push from other study mates led me to present in front of the uh, whole crew. They gave me a very positive feedback uh, that you can do it. These are the little gaps that you need to fill in. And that's when you start to fill your gaps. And the next time you make yourself a little bit better. One thing I do find that helps is I have specialized, right? Because I specialized in nonprofits for Salesforce, it's easier for people to have a Rolodex moment. If you anybody hear these hear the keywords, especially if it's Canada, you know Canadian nonprofit Salesforce. I'm hoping that my name is triggered. Versus if I say I'm just a Salesforce consultant, it's a very generalist type of approach, and someone who hears these kinds of terms may not think about you. So trying to be more specific and more intentional with what you do and who you work with will help other people refer business to you. As I was going through this journey, it was very evident to me that. A lot of people who look like me, identify like me. There are not a lot of women CTAs. There are not a lot of people of color CTAs. And I don't know of any black female CTAs. And so it was something where I wanted to give people hope, essentially, that the journey is long, but there's a light at the end of the tunnel. It's been overwhelming because it's one of those things where it's, I think I'm the first. And so it's like... I'm paving that path forward and then encouraging other people to come on that path. And so it's been beautiful as well because I am that example, but I didn't have it for myself. As an individual, as an architect, as a professional, I think uh, it is great. I, I always tell people it's okay if, if you don't want to become a CTA, plus do take the journey because you learn so much in the journey, just those initial prerequisite architect and CTA, obviously, it's an all-round development. It's not just technical, it's also communication. It's also storytelling. Having said that, I feel CTA is a superpower, right? And great power comes great responsibility because now people take you for the word of it. And if you say wrong, it is out there. It's like, oh, that CTA said it must be right. So um, that is the responsibility you carry and you have to be always on the top of the game in terms of knowledge. Uh, you should know what you're saying, you're advising is right. Being a CTA panelist and uh, a, a panel judge as well as a CTA and using it in my career, it just really helped me become a better problem solver. It also helped me learn the art of pattern recognition. Unlike other platforms where pretty much you can do whatever you want, Salesforce has a sandbox you can play in, so to speak, right? Uh, and there are things it does to prevent you from, you know, getting out of this little box. Uh, and really, as an architect working on the Salesforce platform, it makes you better at looking at the problem and saying, oh, here are the four things I need to do to address this issue for this customer. Uh, and it really helped me become a lot better at that. And 
it, it helped me solve things a lot faster too. So I think more than the CTA, the process helped me become a better architect and a technologist. Uh, and that's something that I'm super grateful for. It's also about sharing my knowledge with other people. I got a lot of inspiration and like mentorship and help from CTAs or from people who were on the same journey as me. So I want to like pay that forward. Um, to help other people. So, you know, I've got a few people that I'm mentoring and hopefully they'll be announcing successful CTA passes soon as well. Particularly, I want to inspire young women who are self-doubting and thinking that that's not for them. I want them to realize that, I mean, for most of us who are already in the tech world, we can learn any of it if we want to. I specifically, you know, um, challenge my HR business partners of like, I don't want to go and hunt for engineers from our competitors. I reversed engineered it. I was like, I'm looking for great storytellers. I'm looking for people that have industry knowledge. I'm looking for people that have the ability to to connect and are really relatable and, you know, that um, that that love to problem solve. And some of those hires that I had ended up being some of the, the best talent I've ever seen in Salesforce. And what I think their winning edge was, again, you can teach teach people technology, but how to build connection, how to talk the language of the industry, um, how to talk about things that really matter to those companies and storytell and take people on visions and take, you know, create journeys of success together. That sometimes requires you know, a new level of thinking. Let me just put it out there. To become a CTA, you need to have a good study buddy because it's a long journey and you just cannot walk alone. It's not just knowledge that you gain. You gain great relationships, friends, mentors, like a group of people who, are, you know, you can work with uh, in, in future as you grow as a CTA. So I think I made long-lasting friends as a part of this journey. I think... It was one of my best moments in life. It was so good. It's big stage in front of, I don't know, 40,000 people on site and more than 100,000 online. It's, it's very special, all I can say. You feel, and also you feel very much in love with the community because you also feel you are within your family and then your family thank you and appreciate you. And at the same time, you are it's like you you inspire them and they appreciate that as well. I love to see when we introduce new concepts and we're able to apply new things. I get really jazzed when some team members start to talk about some of the changes that we've adopted this year by looking at like a, a change intelligence platform or leveraging some of the GPT, some of the AI tools to get answers and to not have to spend so much time banging your head against the, the desk because you can't get the syntax right of a, of a formula or a, or a validation rule. It's very rewarding. I'm definitely in my happy place doing work for good. I love to try to help organizations to do the right thing. It's really awesome getting out of bed every day, knowing that I get to make a difference in the world. Salesforce is a toolbox, which has got many different areas that you could deep dive into to get familiar with and very important to know how organizations need to run. However, at the end of the day, I'm a big believer in that you need to do what makes you happy. And um, we spend a massive portion of our lives at work. And if you're not happy doing what you do, it's time for a change. 
life's way too short to not to not stand up and um, and look out for yourself.